Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. The solemnity of all saints was established officially in Rome in the mid-700s as a way to acknowledge and celebrate the entirety of the saints of God in heaven, uh, including, but not limited to, all those saints who already have feast days on their own. Now, any celebrations of the saints that we may have missed throughout the year, and any saints known only to God who aren't on the church's calendar anywhere, are made up for through today's celebration, explicitly honoring all of them. And that's why this is such an important day. It's like all of the saint days throughout the year are summed up in one. So this day is, uh, it affords us three aspects or facets to connect with and to participate in. One is venerating all of those saints. One, uh, two is asking for their intercessions. And then the third is looking to them as examples for holy living. In venerating the saints, this is an early, early tradition and devotion and habit of the church, of God here on earth, to look to those who have fallen asleep in Christ already and to uh, laud them and show them our appreciation for their holiness and their righteousness. In a very early letter from the church in Smyrna in the Middle East, mentioned in the book of Revelation, a letter from that church in AD 155 says this, him, that is Christ, indeed we do adore. The Greek word for that in the letter is, is basically our word for worship. So we worship Christ as the son of God, but the martyrs we love as they deserve. That's a different word. We worship Christ, but the martyrs we love and we show veneration to for their surpassing love to their king and master, as we wish also to be their companions and fellow disciples. So from early, early on in the church, we have um, examples of the church using language to distinguish between the worship that we give to God alone and the veneration we give to his saints. And if we venerate the saints and we acknowledge them for their holiness, then what's the next logical thing that we're gonna want to do? We're going to want to ask for their help. We also have proof of this from early, early on in the church. The intercession of the saints is something that not only is there in the early church, but also in the scriptures itself. In Revelation 5 and in chapter 8, we see the prayers of the saints being offered on the altar before God mixed with incense. So the prayers of the saints, not just in heaven, but here on earth, are being mixed together with incense and offered to God. And who is doing the offering? The saints and the angels in heaven. So they are cognizant of our prayers here. They take them and give them to God. Hundreds of years before St. John wrote that revelation, though, there was a book written uh, called Tobit. And if you've never read this wonderful story, I encourage you to read it. It's the only uh, book in the Bible I know of that mentions uh, a little dog just following along throughout uh, a hero's journey, basically. It's a beautiful, wonderful story. But in it, the angel Raphael comes to Tobit and tells him, 
the saints that you and your father and your mother and also that your bride-to-be have been offering up, I've heard them all and I've presented to them before God. I'm one of the seven angels that ministers in God's very presence and I've been giving your prayers to God. So it's right there in the Bible in Tobit and Revelation and in many other places. And the church fathers and mothers knew this. Listen to what some of them say. This is from Clement of Alexandria, about AD 208. He also prays in the Society of Angels as being already of angelic rank, he being a Christian. So a Christian prays in the Society of Angels being of angelic rank already. And he is never out of their holy keeping. And though he may pray alone, physically, he has the choir of saints standing with him in prayer. This is what Cyril of Jerusalem says. Then, during the Eucharistic prayer he's talking about, we make mention also of those who have already fallen asleep. First, the patriarchs, prophets, apostles, and martyrs, that through their prayers and supplications, God would receive our petition. Through their prayers and supplications, God would receive our petition. Now listen to this. This is from the Liturgy of St. Basil. This isn't just one church father writing a letter or giving a homily. This is in the liturgy of the church. The early, early liturgy of St. Basil says, By the command of your only begotten Son, we communicate with the memory of your saints, by whose prayers and supplications have mercy on us and deliver us for the sake of your holy name. So the intercession of the saints is a facet of the Christian life that has been with us since Christ himself and was already a facet of Jewish and Hebrew life from before the incarnation. This is just the nature of the kingdom of God. We are connected with saints and angels and they present our prayers to God. And the third aspect is looking to the saints as examples for holy living. St. Paul, in one of his letters, said, follow me as I follow Christ. He doesn't just say, don't look at me, look to Christ only. He says, look to me as I follow Christ. We can benefit from each other's holy living. We serve as examples for each other. I mean, I look to my parents as examples of holy and godly living growing up. There's no reason why we can't look to others, and there's certainly no reason we can't look to the saints. If he says that before he's even finished running the race, how much more should we follow those who have completed the race and been recognized for such by the whole church? And then the glorious St. Augustine summing it all up, putting all three of these aspects together, celebrating and venerating, uh, imitating as holy examples, and using the intercessions to our benefit. He says this, a Christian people celebrates together in religious solemnity the memorials of the martyrs, both to encourage their being imitated and so that it can share in their merits and be aided by their prayers. There's all three wrapped up together. The saints should be venerated, should be petitioned for their intercessions, and should be looked to as examples. So that's what we ought to be doing. But all to what effect? What's the point of it all? Well, the point of it all is to become like them, it's to be sanctified ourselves. If any of us are embarrassed by the thought of becoming a saint, we're not thinking of it correctly. 
The idea of becoming a saint shouldn't be something that should embarrass us. It should be something that excites us. Because what it means to become a saint is merely this, to be conformed to Christ. The closer we become conformed to Jesus Christ, the more saint-like we become. And there's no reason we should be embarrassed by becoming more like Christ. It should be the entire goal of our lives. So on this All Saints Day, all of the saints today, we venerate, we supplicate, and we imitate. (laughs) Thanks be to God for the saints who are conformed to Christ and who lead us closer into conformity with him ourselves. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen.
Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.